I'm Dee Bonnie, and this is the Ignite Your Marriage Podcast. I'm an ER doctor turned marriage coach. Join me on this journey as I share with you issues that I've faced, mistakes that I've made, that all put me in a position where I had to look to God to figure out how to begin doing marriage and life His way, not my way. I believe that average marriages are just mediocre, and I'm on mission to help you abandon mediocrity. Do me a favor, and please click the subscribe button right now. Leave us a review on iTunes. Also, share this with your friends. Marriages will change. I'm going to get raw and vulnerable on here. We're going to talk about things that I face. We'll talk about infidelity, divorce, blended families, communication. We'll discuss how to have healthy conflict. Talk about sex, money, boundaries. If married people deal with it, it will be a topic on here. Get started designing the future you want with your spouse. Let's begin to ignite your marriage. Hey guys, D. Bonnie here. Listen, I'm excited to come on here today and talk to a different group of you guys. Like if you've got a really good marriage, you're the person that I want to talk to today. Or if you're on this journey with me where you want to over time develop a really good marriage, this is for you because I want to address how we take a good marriage and really ratchet it up several notches so that it's amazing. So I'm kind of a city boy. Definitely not a country guy, but several years ago, Megan and I had some land. We were on two and a half acres, had some property. And so one day we had collected a lot of brush from around, around the property and we had a fire pit out back. And so we set that up so that we could burn all of the brush. And I, I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to this. So we had all of these really dry twigs there these tree branches and we caught it on fire and it was a really windy day and I had I had no clue how hot this was going to get but I tell you what I know from high school and college chemistry is that fire that's burning when it gets extra oxygen coming in it ignites huge so what happened was this brush fire Man, it, it got out of control. Like I actually got scared that it was going to come over into a tree near our deck and, and get our house. And we didn't have a hose. We had a hose down there, but we didn't have a nozzle on the end. So I just thought that I could kind of spray around the edges. But man, it, it really took off because the wind was blowing. So just like a decent fire can start growing when we feed it wind and oxygen. So that grows huge and like getting out of control. Same thing I want to offer your marriage today. I want to be able to fan good things into it so that it starts, so that it starts blazing. And what's going to happen is it's going to spill over into other parts of your life. It'll affect how you are at work. It'll make you more productive, more energetic. It'll affect how you parent your children. It'll, it'll embolden the friendships that you have around you. And it's going to get contagious. Like other people are going to see this blazing fire in your marriage and they're, they're going to want what you have. 
here are five steps that you can take, plus two bonuses that I'll throw in at the end, so you gotta listen to the end. Five steps that you can take so that you can take your good, solid marriage and elevate it to the next level. So the first idea that I wanna share with you is improve you. So you're going along, you've got, a, you've got a really good relationship with your wife, but you wanna make it better. So you gotta focus on you, but not you for the purpose of you. Like you gotta focus on you for the purpose of serving your family. And so it's this idea of continuous and never ending improvement in yourself. Like you can become bionic. So I'm gonna date myself here. But I don't know if there's any other 49, 50 year old guys out there that were really into the $6 million man. Do you remember Steve Austin? I had the intro was like, uh, so I'll set it up for you first. So Steve Austin was an astronaut and he got injured. I don't know if it was in a plane wreck or on re-injury, but basically the government saw an opportunity to turn him into a sort of superhero. And I think the intro was something like, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him better than he was. Better, stronger, faster, right? So that was the idea of being bionic. So they put this guy back together, better than what he was. He had like this bionic eye and he could, he could like zoom in and see people far away. He had bionic hearing and then he was super fast. That's what you wanna be. You wanna be a bionic leader for your family because your family's changing, they're evolving, the world is changing. So if you're the same mother or father or husband or wife in five years that you are right now, that's inadequate. That's inadequate if you want to lead your family into the next decade. So we have to be improving constantly. So how do you do that? You see my friend Ralphie, Ralph Waldo Emerson, said that the person that you're destined to become is the person that you decide to become. So that means that you and I have to make a conscious effort to improve ourselves over time. We have to get new skills. I know Dave Ramsey always says that, but for the people that you meet and the books that you read, you'll still be the same person in five years. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna be the same guy in five years. I wanna be D. Bonnie uh, half a decade smarter, half a decade better, a half a decade calmer in five years. So how do you do that? Well, I mean, I think Dave Ramsey pointed it out. You gotta read, you gotta read things that make you better. Read, uh, read nonfiction, read things from the self-help category. You know, if you wanna be better at communicating, if you wanna be better at having patience, if you wanna be better at um, leading your family, read books that help you do that. The second one was the people. Surround yourself with people who will help you be better. You know, it's said that you're the average of your five closest friends. So that means that you might have to limit your exposure to people who are not, who are not making themselves better. Go to a seminar. Guys, seminars are a great way to improve yourself. Another idea for improving yourself is spend some time journaling. Like something magical happens when we take all of the thoughts that are up here and we put them on paper, and then suddenly this becomes cleaner. I'm able to think more clearly. I'm able to analyze the issues in my life and introspect. Right along with that, spend some time in silence. Like, just go out and be. Just be present where your feet are. Another idea is get into a routine. 
Like routines sound boring, but it, it basically, if you get into a routine of self-care, then that part of your life becomes kind of on autopilot. So you have to spend less effort thinking about how you're gonna take care of yourself. These are all things that you can do to improve you, to improve you for the purpose of serving your family better. The second idea is expose your blind spots. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when I shaved this beautiful chrome dome here, there were times that even though I'd try to feel around, there'd be areas that I didn't realize that I missed. So I needed my wife, I needed Megan to take a look and tell me, what places did I miss? What am I not seeing? And so the same is true in our relationships. Same is true with how I love my wife or how I interact with my friends or how I discipline my children. Don't be so naive to think that you don't have blind spots. You don't have things that you can't improve. And so I'm gonna propose something for you. Ask a question of your spouse. Ask, how can I be better? How can I love you better? How can I serve you better? What's something about me that you would like to see changed? Or how can I change in such a way that I lead our family better? <laughs> this is not for the faint of heart. Like this is, this is advanced marriage improvement. So if you are, if you're back in this space where you guys are not even sure how to communicate or get along, it's probably, probably not the question you're gonna feel comfortable asking because that's a very vulnerable question. Like you're asking for a critique and that's hard, that's still hard for me today. Like I don't really wanna think that Megan knows of things that I do that aren't right. I don't wanna think that there are ways that I can change so that I'm better. I want to think that she thinks that I'm perfect. So it's a very vulnerable way of approaching your spouse and saying, how can I show up better for you? So you have to have a relationship where that is safe. That's a safe question to ask. So that requires time having worked on the other principles that I've shared with you so that you get to a place where you, it's okay to be naked in front of your spouse, emotionally naked, because you know, husbands, when she does offer you a critique that is coming from a place of love, that she's not trying to put you down, that she's trying to help you be the man that you want to be. And I think that it's a place that we should all strive to get to in our marriage, but if you're not there yet, don't lose hope. Maybe that's a question that you can ask yourself six, 12 months down the road. You know, this is very biblical. It says in Proverbs 27, 17, that as iron sharpens iron, right? Like iron sharpening iron. So a person sharpens his friend. That's the new English translation. And I think that we should be friends with our spouse. I think that we should have that relationship eventually where we can, we can get that. You know, Proverbs 27, six says that a wound from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. What's the writer saying there? Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived aside from Jesus. He's saying that when a friend offers you a critique out of love, you can trust that wound. Like, okay, that's an area of my life that I need to improve, that I can improve. And this person believes enough in me 
that they're willing to jeopardize my feeling uncomfortable because they know that I can and that I want to improve in that area. But an enemy, an enemy just multiplies kisses like, oh, you're so great. That doesn't help me. So you might find that you try to implement this idea and your spouse says, no, I don't really have anything. So you may have to coerce him, ladies. You may have to actually ask your wives, husbands, no, 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 really. Like, I want to know. I want to improve for you. So maybe don't let them get off so easily as going, no, you're great. Everything's fine. Because you know it's not fine. You know you have areas that are blind spots. So the second idea was to expose your blind spots. And what happens when you do that is you've now created an environment for your spouse where he or she feels safe asking you the same question. Can you just imagine, can you imagine where your relationship will be in five years if you can constantly kind of just in love, gentleness, go back and forth and, and keep asking, how can I improve? How am I doing in this? Hey, would you let me know if you see that I'm getting short-tempered? Would you let me know if you see that road rage coming out again? And so we can, we can perfect one another over time so that we're better. So we show up better to serve our spouse, to serve our family. Give it a try. If your marriage is at a point where you're good and you want to be awesome, try asking for exposure of your blind spot. The third idea that I want to share with you today is never, never disrespect your spouse. Well, you're like, what's the big deal? No, just don't disrespect your spouse. You see, I see it in people that are supposedly in a loving relationship. And it's these little things that come in, these little eye rolls or huffs, right? And they start just making that water of your relationship. They start making it murky. You know, it's amazing to me that families that supposedly love each other, that we feel like that we can talk to our spouse with less respect than what we talk to a neighbor or a complete stranger. Why is that? Somehow we have this idea that comfort and understanding of one another actually allows us to be able to be disrespectful. You know, it's like, well, I'm just going to say what's on my mind. Do that, but do it with respect. You know, disrespect, it can come in many different forms. Sometimes it is the, the eye roll or the huff. So we're communicating uh, that we don't like something that our spouse is doing or saying, and yet we're doing so in a way that's not respectful. It's much better to just address the issue, to sit down and say, hey, you know, that, that thing that you did, what you said to our friends about me, like that hurt my feelings. But instead, you know, the eye roll, the huff, the turning away, those things are all disrespect. It's almost like we begin to allow, to tolerate ourselves taking little jabs at this other person. Like a little jab, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just a little jab. I'm not knocking them out. But I'm going to encourage you. Don't let the water in your marriage that's flowing 
be polluted by even just the slightest bit of disrespect. The fourth idea that I'm going to share with you is to invest in your marriage. Invest your time and your money in your marriage. It's really easy for us to justify dropping a few hundred dollars to go to a professional sporting event. We see that happen. That's expensive to go to, but, but we do. People do that. And it's real easy to put the time in for your hobby or spend the money or budget that. But when it comes to your marriage, like, how are you prioritizing it? Like, show me your calendar and your checkbook and your line items for your marriage, and I'll let you know if you are actually making your marriage a priority. Because I think that it's real easy to let these other things kind of crowd out what's truly important. So if you've got a good marriage, but you want to you wanna take it to the next level, invest some time and money. Like, go with your spouse to a marriage seminar, a marriage retreat. Yes, that's going to take some planning. But do it. It'll be worthwhile. Like, we'll plan, we'll plan elaborate vacations, or we'll plan to get someone to watch the kids so that we can go do our hobby. But we don't plan time to get away with our spouse. So when is the last time that you and your, and your significant other went and spent a night or a weekend away? What, you don't have time? You know, I always say 168. That's the number of hours we all have in a week. So if you want to take your marriage to that next level, prioritize it. Show me in your money spending. Show me in your time allotment how you're demonstrating to your spouse that this marriage, that it's important, that it's the most important relationship that you have on this earth. I think it's real easy for us to get comfortably numb when our marriage is good and not causing us any pain. And so we will tend to not make it the priority that it really should be all the time. So the fifth and final idea, before we get to the bonuses, is the concept of ask better questions of your spouse. When Megan and I first began our relationship, she would ask me a very interesting question. Well, it's technically a statement, but you get the idea. She would say, tell me something. Very open-ended question. There weren't qualifiers of what I had to tell her, but the idea was that she wanted to know something about me that she didn't already know. Maybe she wanted to know something about me that really almost no one else knew. So the idea is we're peeling away layers of that onion, right? We're peeling away layers so that we can get to know our spouse in a deeper, more meaningful way. So to do that, have some conversations, spend some quality time together and ask better questions. Like go in prepared. You don't have to, you don't have to just make this all impromptu. Think ahead of time. Hey, I think I'm going to, think I'm going to get to know my wife a little bit better tonight. We're going to go out on date night and we're not just going to talk about the kids. We're not just going to talk about COVID. I'm going to ask some deep questions. So some ideas for you. Maybe ask your spouse, Hey, what's a dream that you have that you'd really, that you'd still like to accomplish in your life? Or maybe ask, Hey, what's something that you, that you had wanted to attain, but you kind of gave up on that. You can also ask them something kind of fun. If you could trade places with anyone in the world for one day, who would it be? Why? 
or maybe just ask, hey, where do you wanna see us, our family, 12 months from now, five years from now? What's your dream? Where do you want us to get to? All right, here's the bonuses. Two ideas, real fast, they're short. But the first bonus is flirt. If you've been married for a long time, you may have lost the art of flirting, but begin doing it. Begin reaching out to your spouse in a romantic, lightly sensual way. Make little comments. Keep that love, keep that spark going. You've already got a good marriage. That's why I'm talking to you today. But if you don't still do it, get back to flirting. Enjoy one another and let, let the other person know. Men, let your wives know that you enjoy. You enjoy everything about them. So the part two of the bonus is keep your spouse's love tank full. So if, if we have a tank that can be filled and depleted of love, do what you have to to keep your partner's tank full. So sometimes that means showing up differently than what you normally do. It's being keen, noticing. Notice what's going on in her, in her life. Ladies, notice when he's struggling and try to offload some of that responsibility. Try to, try, to, try to figure out what you have to do to make less withdrawals from that tank, right? Less conflict, less, less uh, animosity, less times that you are just spouting off at one another. Keep the tank full and it's going to bless your relationship. You will tend towards being more romantically attracted to your spouse then when things are just good and status quo, but the tank is not, it's not completely maxed out. All right. So I just want to say the fact that you watched this video, I know that you're interested in improving your marriage. And maybe you're one of the people that already has a good marriage and you do want to take it to that next level. You want to ignite it. Or maybe you're on the journey with me and your marriage is not in a great place, but you are a person who is intent being intentional on developing the skills that you need to get your marriage to good and then to great. So just to recap, the five ideas that I shared with you today is first, improve you. Spend time developing yourself so that you become a better husband or wife, parent, friend. The second idea was expose your blind spots. Like actually ask your spouse, how can I serve you better? Third idea, was never allow disrespect to enter into your marriage. And then we talked about investing your time and your money in your marriage so that you are continually improving, continually showing that it's the most important earthly relationship that you have. And then the idea of ask better questions, come to the table with your spouse with the intent of pulling back layers and getting to know getting to know the person that you're married to, come to know him or her on a deeper level. And that's just going to, it's going to promote intimacy between the two of you. Guys, I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for showing up. Please do me a favor, leave a comment. Wherever you're watching this, leave a comment below, share it and come over to our YouTube channel and subscribe so that when I release a new video, you get to know that there's more free content coming your way so that you can continue to ignite your marriage. I love you guys. 